Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, August 17, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 84, paragraph 2. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Karen R., the 12 Traditions, Robin B., and reading the text today and being support is Lynn D., Elaine T., and Ashley P. And the share IDs for these meetings for today, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, I did say that in reverse, I'm, my apologies, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 10322. That's the 7 a.m. Eastern Time today, 10322. And the share ID for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Time, which is the time we are at now, that share ID is 10316. 10316 for Wednesday, August 16th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. My apologies for the blunder. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who do self-suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Karen R. to read the 12 steps. Star one, please. Hello, this is Karen R., compulsive overeater, bulimic and anorexic from North Carolina. One, these are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me read. Thank you, Karen R. I will now ask Robin B. to read the Twelve Traditions. Hi, good morning. This is Robin B. from Missouri, and here are our 12 traditions. I'm recovered, um, anorexic, bulimic, um, recovered by God's grace and for his glory. Okay, number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous 
except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at a level at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robin B. How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 84, paragraph 2. And I will ask Lynn D. to begin the reading and discussion this morning. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks, Melanie. Lynn D. recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. <clears throat> this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. Well, I'm really happy to read this paragraph this morning. Um, I got to work with the sponsee yesterday on this paragraph. It was really delightful and, and to share my experience on it. Um, you know, when I first started working this step, I just, I guess, didn't see the line that said <clears throat> we discussed them with someone immediately. I, I just thought, okay, I'll just talk to my sponsor uh, when I've got a scheduled time to talk to her. But if I'm hanging on to a resentment that long, I'm in trouble. And, um, you know, it, it just doesn't have to be that hard. Uh, these are very simple instructions, and I, I like to really follow them just like what it, just this print of black and white here, and, and don't add anything to it, because this is proven to have worked. Um, the people working these steps, writ, wrote these steps, uh, this paragraph, and, and followed it, died sober. That's enough proof for me, and, and I do get relief from um, selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When I ask God to remove them, 
I, I, I feel that they're being removed. And, and then when I talk to someone immediately, I don't rehash what went on and go on and on. It's a quick call. And, um, but it's a very effective call for sure. And then, you know, I personally, I find uh, we make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. That just seems to happen real, almost like automatic. Um, it, the amends just pops out of my mouth. I, I think it's from God. Um, and then to turn to someone I can help. It's really great to get out of myself and what is bothering me and to help someone else and be useful. I'm just so grateful for this paragraph and the simplicity of it. And I'm grateful that I went to a retreat where this was brought up and um, shared with me that the person, the leader of the retreat said they had a 10-step network of people they called. And I thought, wow, what a wonderful idea. So it's really, excuse me, worked very well for me and, and keeping it simple and taking it to God is what really, really works. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lindy. Now it's open for others that want to comment on that second paragraph on page 84. Who would like Charles to comment? Raj G. Sylvia F. Sylvia? Well, that sounds like a good start. Charles H., Raj G., and Sylvia F. Good morning, Charles. Morning, Melanie. Thank you for your loyal, trusted service. I really appreciate all you do for us. Um, <clears throat> so, what, what really the word "continue" really drills out to me. Um, this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Um, I, in my belief, I don't think this is a maintenance step. Cause you, I can't maintain growth if I'm not growing. <laughs> There's no ceiling on growth. Um, so many, I realize that um, selfishness and self-centeredness is every single day I turn into a pumpkin. I need to continue to grow and don't get tripped up by these same patterns, like wanting to be, you know, oh, I'll fix this for you. No, I can't fix this, everything for you. And, I, and you know, it was just an amazing um, experience that I had this morning. So. I was trying to get somebody a room. I said, I would, no, I said, I'll take care of your room if you, if you register. So the person registered, and I called the person. I said, you know what? You can't stay in my room. And that was a wrong because I was selfish and I was dishonest. However, behind the scenes, hopefully we, I made some reparations, but that's a behavior pattern that I had. See, so it should continue for a lifetime. And even in the midst of all that drama, prior to that this morning, during the 7 a.m. meeting, I was taking a fifth step. And then we went to six, seven, and eight. And, then this, and I started working with this person last Thursday. This program is unbelievable. And, this, and I started working with this person last Thursday, and this person was abstinent, and we took time, and we read chapters and broke down this big book the first five chapters, and this person is on the way, on the way, and she's going to help other people and other people because this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for a lifetime. So I'm so grateful for the growth um, through the big book. I don't get any credit. I just do the work, and I, and I give the credit to my God of my understanding. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles H. Roz G. Good morning. Yay. Finally, I get a chance to share. It was such a popular subject this morning. It was like a horse race trying to get to share. So yay. Uh, What I wanted to say about this was that um, we have entered into the world of the spirit. For uh, many years, I lived in the spirit of self. And this step takes me out of myself and into the realm of the spirit. And usually that's if I call somebody... Um, you know, like I have my list of people, my posse, who understand this step work and are able to have a un, they're not emotionally attached to the circumstance, to the situation, and so they're able to see it from a, a subjective, objective, not subjective, an objective point of view. 
And so this gets me, sorry, Belle, teacher, it gets me out of myself and into the realm of the spirit. And then just another comment I wanted to make is I'm so grateful for those who I have called that have a sense of humor because usually the stuff that I get really angry about is funny, you know. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes the person can turn it around and make me laugh, and I totally forgot later on about what I was mad about. So I'm really grateful for that, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Roz G. Sylvia F. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. This is Sylvia F., recovered in Northern California. And step 10 is has been and um, continues to be such an important part of my recovery you know, I, I also quickly went through the steps with a recovered sponsor and got through nine. And so I'd done the past, and so I was feeling great, but how was I going to stay feeling okay every day? And so, and why do I even want to go for that? I mean, what, what does that have to do with this uh, eating disorder that I have? And the thing is, is what was happening to me is ev- every day, all day, Um, anything would happen. It could be fiction. It could be real. Uh, Someone could look at me funny. I didn't get recognized when I wanted to. Um, I spoke up too much. It doesn't matter. And then I would get inside of myself, into my head, and I would feel um, a shame, fear, embarrassment, you know, but I didn't know what those feelings were. What those feelings were to me was potato chips, and ice cream, you know, I, I was a total disconnect. So step 10 is where I started to really get to reconnect that uh, feeling was not hunger. Uh, you know, I mean, literally like rewiring my brain and my body and my response time. And what I like about this is it gave me very specific instructions. It said, you know, vigorously, so actively commenced. And it says, Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. So it's given me a direction. These are the four things I'm going to look for. And when they crop up, not if, it says, and I put this on an index card and carried it with me. We ask God at once to remove them. So the first thing I do is go to God prayer. Hey, God, here I go again. Or God, I don't know what's going on. And then we discuss them with someone immediately. So that was my second part, you know, literally on an index card. And so I made, you know, between six and 12 calls per day to recovered people because I didn't even know what was going on. All I knew is I didn't want to be me. I couldn't, I couldn't stand feel to feel the feeling of being me. I wanted to run out of my body. So I would call someone and then make amends quickly. I did have to make a lot of amends at the beginning because I was just a bull, a, a bull in a china shop. I don't have to do that anymore. It's rare that I have to. I get the pause now. And then it says, so important, we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. And for me, it was literally turning my head towards someone else in the room and getting out of myself. So, yes, I could call someone, I, I could help someone in the program, but the first thing I could do is maybe even be present and listen to the person who's talking in the room. Uh, my time is up and I hear that. And resolutely listen to the person who's in the same room with me, be present. And over the, this is what really helped my recovery. It gave me the pause, reconnected myself. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sylvia. Opening up again for folks that want to comment on paragraph two, page 84. Liat TD. I hear Liat TD. I hear Devorah S. Christine M. Christine M. Stephanie N. Stephanie N. Sherry KB. Sherry KB. Lisa JR. Lisa J.R. That's a good lineup. Let's go with that one. I have Devorah S., Liat T.D., Christina M., Stephanie N., Sherry K.B., and Lisa J.R. Good morning, Devorah. And good morning to you, Melanie. Hi. Thank you so much. And everyone on the line that makes this possible, my name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank God. And, you know... I'm just so grateful, you know, the word continue, you know, I don't arrive in this program. I don't get it. I don't like get the diploma and say you're on your way and that's it. 
you know, just like I reached, I came to the conclusion that I have an allergy to the body, the obsession of the mind doesn't mean that I can just, you know, it's not enough to acknowledge it. I have to do it. I have to take the action and, and continue to stay abstinent and do whatever I have to do to not eat compulsively. And so the same thing with this step, I have to continue to look at my part in things. I have to, and, and this is a lifetime, um, a lifetime skill that I need to do. And I need to keep the eyes on my plate and to see where I was selfish, dishonest, resentment and fearful. And, you know, it's like, um, you know, just, just, it's a daily thing. We don't, you know, I need to work this all the time because that's where the real freedom is. Yes, I got free from the obsession and the compulsion, but what about other stuff? What about things that happen on a day-to-day basis that, that tick me off, that get me triggered, you know? I'm not using the food anymore to camouflage. So I need to really, you know, lean into this step. And, you know, when I got into this program, it was told to me I need to make three phone calls a day. And I would make those three phone calls a day. I didn't know anything about doing a 10-step. But now I see that those three phone calls that I needed to, that I was told to do, that was in preparation for this step. So when something comes up, I can call another recovered person and, and get and get the relief that I needed, you know, in need at that time. And, um, you know, many times it's, I, I don't get through to someone or whatever, but I, I take that pause and I do it, you know, to myself and I pray to ask God, you know, the other day I was, yesterday I was feeling kind of anxious. I was like, had to be at one, one place and another place. And I had people coming over and it was like, I took that pause and just centered myself back in to, um, you know, to get reconnected with God, because God's going to show me where, where I'm going to be. It's all in God's time, and everything worked out perfectly the way it should be. And, you know, it's just, it's another way of, it's a new way of thinking and a new way of acting. And, you know, I'm growing up, really. I'm just growing up, learning how to grow up in this program, because I wasn't taught that. I didn't know how to do that. And, you know, so day by day, I learn each day from you. And, and, and yes, I am part of a 10-step um, group where, you know, it, I get a text throughout the day, are you available or whatever. And, you know, it's very powerful that we're all in this and doing it. It gives me a lot of strength and hope. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah. Leah TD, you're next. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for keeping the for the meeting this morning. My name is Leah, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, well, I was reflecting this uh, reading this morning to my experience in the program. Uh, 24 years ago, I was shown by a group of alcoholics how to take a daily inventory and. You know, the word continue was very, was emphasized, you know, as one of the most important word uh, in the steps because someone like me wants to graduate and, um, you know, for this hundred men and women to put the word continue, what we showed you before was so powerful for me because I thought, oh, I have to get through the steps and then I have to start it again and I have to go through the steps and and they said, no, you're going to continue because you need to grow along those spiritual lines. And so I have done that, but uh, I never really had a sponsor. You know, the, I, at the beginning I had a, uh, a woman that was a heroin addict, 40 years sober, and uh, I would read to her inventories. And uh, she never really understood the food issues, so she told me, just eat. And, and, um, and then I, about four years ago, uh, I... I went through the book with another group, the Joe and Charlie. Anyways, uh, and then, and but that they were alcoholics also. So I really never had, you know, and then for a while I read to my uh, sponsor who was a, in LA, but she was a hard eater. She, she didn't really relate to my, you know, she ate a little too much and she was able to maintain. And so I would read to her and she would give me, I asked her if she could please hear me and, my inventories and she would, you know, give me, oh, you're disappointed or you need to be soft on yourself or don't beat yourself up. And there was really no 
relatedness. And I am so, I want to cry. I'm so touched. You know, I think this is my second month or so that I have met my people. I really finally feel that I met my people, you know, in a vision for you, people who understand why they're doing it and what they're looking for. And, you know, to have that God squad where I can immediately call someone and, and that they, you know, that their, their intention is to lead me to love and tolerance of others and not, you know, to get me out of selfish, self-centeredness state to a place where I can melt my resentment and, and, you know, not be right and, you know, and, 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 and have love and tolerance to others, which is the best cure that I can have. It's not about loving you know, in turn, I get to love myself. But for someone like me, to love myself first, to look at the mirror and say, you're beautiful, doesn't work because I don't believe it. It needs something, the self-centeredness needs to be removed and melted away so I can love others in the return I get to love myself. Anyways, I love you all, <laughs> truly. And thank you, thank you for being in my life. Thank you, Liat, TD. Christine M., you're next. Yes, my name is Christine M., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Missouri. Thanks for your service, Melanie. Um, I am so grateful that this step is here because um, I used to think that, um, before I learned this book, I used to think that um, you wait till the end of the day and you hold on to everything and then you do a nightly inventory. And, um, you know, today I realize after learning this book and living in 10, 11, and 12 that if I were to do that, um, to hold on to those, that I would definitely be face down in the food because I wouldn't have an outlet. And um, for me, it's so important because I find myself living in these defects every single day because I'm human. And just like everyone else said, I continue to watch, continue to watch for these, you know. Um, and, you know, there's no way, I, I mean, when I'm walking around, you know, living in those defects, I'm spiritually blocked. And um, if I stay blocked long enough, um, it could be deadly for me. This is life and death, and this disease is fatal and progressive, and it starts centers in my mind. Um, and so for me, you know, I can't possibly improve conscious contact with God in step 11 or, you know, work with others effectively and practice these spiritual principles in all my affairs in step 12 if I'm spiritually blocked and I'm not 10th stepping or I'm not doing it properly. Um, so I am so grateful that I don't have to hold on to that because I can't afford to hold on to that. And I'm also grateful that I'm able to take 10 steps as well. Um, and... Um, be a part of other spiritual journey. So I'm just really grateful to be here and um, grateful that I have a way to get reconnected to my higher power. Um, and that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you, Christine M. Stephanie N., you're next. Okay. Thank you, um, Melanie. This is Stephanie N., recovered compulsive overeater in Kansas. Um, Wow, so many good shares. Um, so good. Um, anyways, I, I was thinking also about how I didn't understand what my spiritual life had to do with abstinence. Um, that was just, I just didn't understand it at all. Um, and this, um, when I, my, my sponsor had me start um, doing my nightly inventory right after I finished my fifth step, she said, we have to you know keep things cleaned up. And I started doing it. And at first I would have a hard time um, seeing my dishonesty. Um, I could see my fear and my resentment easily. I couldn't see my part of my resentment usually. And um, I couldn't ever really see my selfishness. And as I started working through that, um, you know, sometimes multiple times a day, usually I would just do my inventory at night and do my 10 steps throughout the day. Um, but sometimes I did have to sit down and, and, uh, and look at this inventory during the day also. And, and, um, and that helped me to grow in understanding and effectiveness um, because now I can see my part and I can see the connection to where the emotional sobriety 
um, keeps my spiritual connection healthy and open, and that is what leads to my abstinence um, because I have new reactions to life. I'm no longer comfortable with my old reactions. I used to do things over and over again that were harmful to myself and others, all of those comfortable defects, and now I feel very uncomfortable when I do those things, and um, I want to quickly make amends when when those are cropping up, Um, but doing my inventory helps me to see before those get bad. I can see, was I being controlling of others? Was I, you know, how are these defects showing themselves? And they can be really subtle, and so doing this inventory, um, you know, religiously every day is keeping those defects down, which keeps me emotionally sober and spiritually fit, which leads to my abstinence with the food. And I understand that now. I didn't understand it before, but this is has been the key to me being able to stay abstinent um, and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Anyways, thank you so much for your service on iPass. Thank you, Stephanie. Sherry KB, you're next. Good morning, Melody. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, grateful, recovered, compulsive, I read here. Thank you so much for your service, Melanie. And here we are at step 10. Um, and this is like uh, this, the 10th step is a way for me to stay unblocked every day from my higher power throughout the day. Um, for me, step 10 is when I'm disturbed, that means when I'm annoyed or upset, I immediately do a step 10. I don't wait till an hour from now or two hours from now. I immediately do it because I need to get unblocked um, all throughout the day so that I will not pick up. And this is a way for me not to pick up. And it says continue, continue, continue. There's, I don't know, four continues in this paragraph. So this is a, a continuing thing that I do every day, one day at a time. Uh, for the rest of my life because this will keep me out of the food. It will keep me unblocked from my higher power. And it says as we go along, any new mistakes as we go along. So that means when it happens, not not an hour from now or 10 hours from now or tomorrow because what I found out is whatever I'm angry about today, if I don't clean up, will turn into a resentment tomorrow. Um, and as it says, this is not an overnight matter. Oops, I didn't put myself on a clock. Can you time me, please? Um, gotcha. Thank you. And um, it's not an overnight matter. So this is when these crop up because it's, you know, I'm never done. I'm never done with my emotions. I never will be. So I've got to clean them up every day. And so with that, asking, you know, this is a mini four through nine is what this is. Step 10 is a mini four through nine. And I don't wait until I've completed all of step nine to do step 10 because it says as we go along, as we're cleaning up the past, you know, we can, we start to step 10. And so we continue this for a lifetime. And for me, it is like, it is like keeps me so unblocked from my higher power. And, you know, when I was doing this, um, I was taught by my step guide that I went through, um, when we first did this, I went through five days emailing her my 10 steps. Um, that way I got really clear about how to do this. And, you know, for me, it's um, that's what I do every day. I, I clean it up. I either talk to somebody else or I clean it up with God. One time I was in a place where I had no cellular coverage, <clears throat> so I did a 10-step with my higher power. And then I resolutely turned my thoughts to help somebody else, and that's a real important piece. It's like I get I get relief, but when I turn around and be useful, I really believe that God gets in there and cleans it all out for me and cleans out the junk, cleans out all that emotional upheaval, and I can go on, and I don't have to ever pick up again. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Lisa J.R. Good morning, everybody, and thank you so much. And I do not have a timer, so if you'd be kind enough to time me, I'd appreciate it. Um, I'm Lisa J.R., recovered in Baltimore, Maryland. And um, this is so meaningful to me, this this section. Um, my... Uh, first journey into OA, I languished in step four. It didn't do anything for me. Um, uh, the the book, Drop the Rock, says something to the effect that, you know, gee, you can't, you can't get a flower to open by beating it with a hammer. And um, that's what my fourth step was like. It was like beating myself with a hammer. Um, I, there was no revelation. I, I, I limped into vision ready to quit 
away altogether, and I found like the the clouds parted and light <laughs> light shafts came down, and I felt so so blessed. Um, anyway, my my guide has passed away, but she had such great wisdom. Um, she gave me a a book or a sheet of paper with a fear, uh, self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid on it, and different examples of that. And as I went through my fourth step, I put little checks by things. And before I got a quarter of the way through, I saw a common thread um, in my behavior and in my patterns. And and I didn't know that many people yet in vision. Um, so she encouraged me when I recovered to get involved in a 10-step uh, group. And I learned to exercise that muscle every single day. Met some fantastic people in these rooms. Um, learned, and, a, and, a, and an amazing thing happened over time. Now, when I find myself slipping even slightly into those character defects, I don't need to call anyone because I, I have God. I still do practice that because it makes me suit up and show up every single day. But now, as soon as that slips in, as soon as that stinking thinking starts slipping in, instead of letting it become an avalanche that picks up damage and speed down the mountain, I get it. I nip it in the bud. I go straight to God. And I'm just so grateful to her um, for teaching me that and all of you for being here, you know, sharing your wisdom um, of this program and your understanding of this book with me every day. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Lisa J.R. Looks like time will allow for at least five more people to share on paragraph two, page 84. Who would like to do that? Ashley P. Reggie Elaine O. Elaine. Ashley P. Elaine. Dana K. Dana K. Dana K. Dana K. That's better. Thank you. That's going to be five. So let's see where we go to with that, and I'll open it up if there's more time. I have Reggie O. Ashley P. I have Elaine. Was that Elaine B? And Terry H. And Dana K. Hi, Reggie. Hi, good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much for your service and um, everybody that's on the call this morning. This is Reggie O, gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. And yeah, the first thing that stood out for me as we were reading this today was the word continue, um, which is done four times, said four times here, you know, just continue, continue to continue. And uh, you know, I, I I remember the times when I've you know been in OA before and um, before vision, and I would just really want to get to a place. I thought there was this place where I would be done. I would have done everything I needed to do. I would have cleaned up what I needed to clean up, and I could just move forward from there. You know, and uh, and that was one of the things that actually got me in trouble because I I wasn't done, and there wasn't when I was doing the steps before, uh, some years ago there wasn't that focus on 10, 11, and 12. There wasn't that focus on continuing. It's like you got up, got into step nine, and then it was almost as if the rest was forgotten. And that might have just been my take on it, but that seems to be what happened. But this is, you know, we continue uh, we continue for a lifetime. The other word that stands out for me is vigorous, you know, and I, it, I remind, I, that struck, struck me again for the first time when we were reading this in uh, – uh, how it works, and um, it says, you know, after we do step three, after we make a decision to turn our will and our lives over, we launch out on a course of vigorous action. The first step, which is a personal house cleaning, you know, like that's the first step, the personal house cleaning, you know, we cleaned up the past, and, you know, we take an inventory, and then we, you know, we make our amends, that's the vigorous house cleaning, and then we continue, you know, we continue and vigorously commence this way of living, you know, this way of active living and with vigorous action, which is really wakes me up, you know, it it is a way that just wakes me up. It's my way of staying close with God. Uh, it's my way of making a difference in the world. It's my way of getting out of myself. And it's really quite an amazing way. It keeps it this this step keeps me awake in my life 
and keeps me moving forward along with along with 11 and 12. But, you know, we're on step 10. And uh, just really, I appreciate so much the study of this amazing wisdom and this way of life uh, in this group, the way that we do it. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Reggie O. Ashley P. Hi, this is... Uh, oh, my. Ashley P. Recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Yep. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, so I don't have a ton more to say on this. I'm really, really grateful for everybody's shares this morning. Um, this uh, the step I, I literally had to do um, two 10 steps this morning um, as I was going to sleep last night. Uh, there was something that came up with my work and then um, something that came up super early this morning. And, and so I had included the thing last night in my, in my nightly inventory to. Oh, there's that familiar sound of clicking off. We lost you, Ashley. Star one. We might have missed her all together. Elaine, would you step up and share, and we'll get back to Ashley? Happy to, Melanie. Can you hear me okay? I can. Thank you. Great. This is Elaine B. Recovered in Massachusetts. Very grateful for your service, Melanie, and for this meeting where I found my vision sponsor that was very different than big book sponsors I had had in the past. And I'm so grateful for the good orderly direction I've received, particularly about 10 steps. What my sponsor told me is that um, when you, throughout the day, find yourself being uh, dishonest or self-seeking or, you know, into any of the manifestations that fell under the categories of fear and, um, and selfishness, that it's like stepping in dog do. <laughs> you got poo on your shoe and you got to stop everything to clean it up because if you leave it on, you're going to stick up your day and you're going to stick up every place you go. <laughs> and that is absolutely true. You know, if I step on in poo, I'm going to stop everything and clean that stuff up. And so, you know, I, I at times thought, oh, you know what, I don't have time to do a 10-step. But you know what, if I had to go to the bathroom, I would find time. If I'm driving and I have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to find a place where I could stop to do this quickly. So um, because after that, I have instant relief. And uh, sorry for those awful metaphors, but they mean so much to me because it helps me really see what this is doing. This is junk I don't need to carry around. In fact, I need to discard. And um, if I let it pile up in myself, I'm going to get really in a bad place. And so I'm so very grateful that um, in this community, people understand what it means to do a 10-step. When in my face-to-face community, I talk about doing a 10-step, they say, it's not time for bed, you know. They sort of stare at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. They don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm able to pick up the phone and call any one of a, a great network, network of people or text out that I need to do a 10-step and um, see if someone's available. And the person on the other line, first of all, I'm doing service to them. Um, you know, I'm not interrupting their day. I'm giving them an opportunity to do service. And if they can't do it at that time, they won't answer the phone or they won't respond to the text. But second of all, it's an opportunity for me to see what I didn't see, know what I didn't know, learn that I'm not totally unique, that this situation that's causing me fear or um, my being selfish, that other people are like that too. And many people have found a solution that I haven't quite found yet, a new way of thinking, a new idea so I can cast out my own old ideas. It doesn't all happen in the very first sweep of doing the, the steps. More will be revealed, and as we continue to grow, we can take advantage of that. We can grow our community. And boy, nothing builds a relationship to me than identifying over um, my failures, being accepted, finding a way to succeed, and moving on, and being able to help others do that. It's a foundation of honesty and gentleness and love that I so value in this fellowship. So thanks for letting me share, and with that, I pass. Melanie, are you there? 
Well, there I am. Thank you so much. I got caught in my own trap. Terry H., thank you, fellows, for helping me out. You're next. Terry H., star one, please. Perhaps my silence offended. Let's go on then with Dana Kay and see if we can't catch up with Terry and Ashley. I'm, if we have I'm time. here. Oh, here. you here, Terry? Oh, hi, Terry. Hi, okay, you're next. Hang on, Dana, hi. for just a sec or three. <laughs> hi, everyone. My name is Terry H. I'm a recovered compulsive reader in North Carolina. Very grateful today. Um, this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Um, you know, every day... I'm looking at areas of where I'm being selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and have fear um, because those are blocks in, um, between me and my higher power and how I can be effective and useful. Um, last night, uh, we read a, a part in the big book in a face-to-face meeting, and it's, uh, it talked about being sane and useful. And, you know, that is, that is the goal for me today in my recovery to be sane and useful. Yesterday, um, as, a, as a recovered woman, you know, I'm still learning this process. And I get, sometimes I get tangled up in the um, thinking, you know, is this a 10-step? Is it not? Is it a 10-step? Should I call it in? And, you know, my sponsor has told me over and over, anytime I am uncomfortable, you know, anytime there's an irritation, irritime, anytime there's a fear, and so I was thinking about that. You know, I had a fear regarding a relationship, regarding a relationship that I'm having, and I'm having some fears around it. And I'm trying to figure that piece out. You know, what is, the, what is that fear about? And this morning in that same resentment, I mean, in that same relationship, a resentment is built up. And so now I'm, in, I'm to the point where, you know, okay, things are happening. I need to uh, reach out and do a 10-step. I need to clear these blocks because it's very clear to me that there's some agitation and there's some uncomfortable feelings and it's going to cause a block for the rest of my day if I don't deal with that. You know, my sponsor often reminded me also, um, page 36, Jim's story, um, as I was going through the steps and working and working my program of recovery. And, um, you know, Jim lost his business and then he was working for the same business and one day he had an irritation and, you know, one thing led, he did not deal with it. He didn't expand his spiritual experience. And he eventually, you know, put the whiskey in the milk because he thought he could control it. And, um, and it all went back to that irritation that he had earlier in the day that was unaddressed. And, you know, and that's for me, that's a lesson for me each day is that I need to constantly, you know, take action and work my program. Things are going to come up. And I have the tools. And I don't need to sit there and contemplate or battle with myself. Is this good enough? Am I going to be bothering somebody? Do I need, you know, I just need to do it and take the action and, like, and trust that God is going to take care of it. And so for that, you know, for that clarity and understanding in my life today, I'm very grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Terry H. Dana Kay. Hi, good morning. This is Dana Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Missouri. Melanie, if you would please time me this morning. I appreciate your service. And isn't okay. it wonderful that we can all be here together today to learn and to listen and uh, work these steps together. Um, what I wanted to bring out this morning was our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness because I've entered the world of the spirit. Um, And I'll be honest this morning, sometimes I don't want to do these 10 steps, uh, you know, throughout the day. And maybe it's because I don't want to face my own selfishness or dishonesty, um, my resentments or fears. Maybe I don't, you know, want to acknowledge that I have these character defects and that I am blocked from God and serving others. Uh, But when I do take the time to ask God to remove it, like the big book says, and then make a phone call, um, you know, reach out to my 10-step group or other recovered members and vision that I know, um, I I just end up feeling so much freer and lighter and able to live, you know, the rest of the day in how God would have me be and do. Um, Because it seems for me that when my mind and heart are consumed with with these, you know, selfishness, dishonesty, resentments, and fears, 
I honestly can't effectively love anybody else or serve anybody else or do my God's will because I'm stuck thinking about whatever's caused my issue and I just, or I go into problem solving mode and, and it just, oh my gosh, it just doesn't work very well. And so, you know, just one day at a time, I'm learning. Yesterday, for example, I had a fear come up. It was a, a financial fear. And so I ran it through, you know, the process I use. You know, am I relying on myself or on my infinite God? And I ask God to remove it. And then I pause and I listen. And I see what God would have me be and do in this situation. And a lot of times, you know, he will, my, my higher power will let me know, um, remember, Dana, how I've helped you before and, and to um, get outside myself and serve someone else. And that's kind of the end thing that I wanted to end with today is that in, the, in, in this chapter here, it says, then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. And it seems like that just finishes off the 10 steps so well. And a lot of times due to strength, I can't make a phone call but I can ask people, how may I pray for you? And then I make sure I follow through on that. And it just, this, this process is so miraculous and it's so freeing and it works. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Elaine. I'm so sorry that wasn't Elaine, that was Dana. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that, that closes out this part of the recorded part of this meeting today. Thank you, everyone that shared. But stay with us because we have a bit more to go that will follow the serenity prayer. We will now close this portion with the reading from the big book on page 164. And as I was indicating, follow it with the serenity prayer. Will Elaine T. please read A Vision for You? A book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Melanie. I'm Elaine, compulsive overeater recovered in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.